Blog Talk Radio. Aloha and welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host, Paul Booth. As always, it is, you know, we had to take a couple days break from being on air, but that's a great thing sometimes. And today we're going to jump back into the Vancouver International Film Festival. This is a, this is going to be a really fun review to do. Uh, the, the, seriousness of some of the films is going to kind of, uh, what do you want to call it? I guess, is it fun? But this is a really meaningful program because you can go in the archive. And last week we interviewed the international shorts programmer, Sandy Gao, Mr. Sandy Gao. He says to call him Sandy, but we'll call him Mr. Otter. Uh, very nice guy. Um, we had some really cool talks off air about music and rock and roll and all this various stuff. And it was really, really cool. It was a, it was a great lesson. So I just wanted to throw that in there because uh, this program is very interesting, intriguing, everything that a block of shorts should be, but always, but doesn't always end up being unless you're at the right festival. And we're not here to knock any festival artists. So uh, there's a, there's a number of films that I'll mention here. And sometimes I've had, People ask me, you know, you're mentioning these obscure films that play festivals. How are we ever going to see them? Well, I, I saw a, uh, our Phoenix reporter saw a film last year in Phoenix and that I had seen a few months before in San Diego. And then about a month after he saw it, I saw it again in Newport Beach. So a lot of these films do travel. We have our guests in the archive that I've seen their film and in fact, someone I interviewed from Palm Springs was in uh, San Diego from six months ago. So you, you can watch out for these films. I, I always tell you, write them down. Uh, there's some good stuff in here. And it was, it was just a great, interesting mix. I mean, ha- as you can see on the synopsis, it's Mexico, the UK, Finland, Spain, Argentina, the US, uh, of course, you know, when it's a festival outside the States, that makes the States international. So that's always a cool, unique experience to be somewhere where uh, you're the guest. Something I think all of us as an American should learn. But before I go off on that, we're going to get into the Vancouver International Film Festival shorts program. I'm not going to do these films in order, but, uh, and this by no means is uh, anything reflective of other than just what I thought. Um, first of all, the film that I, I appreciated the most, and I joked with uh, Mr. Sandy Gow on air that this film was about an experience I had. And I, in my opinion, it was kind of like, do I talk about this film? What, what am I going to say when it comes to the review? And it was because it was about something very personal that I there's a chance the person that that experience happened to with listens to the show, uh, still a friend. We just don't talk all the time. And it was really, uh, that was kind of a, what made the film so powerful for me. It wasn't just the fact that I had experienced it. It was that, and we interviewed, pardon my notes here. We interviewed Jonas and there ended up, you know, we're definitely grateful for the Sutton Place Hotel. There ended up being their internet signal dropped. Well, so we interviewed this director of my favorite film in the program. And then 
I got home and half the episode was gone. So please go in because we interviewed Emma Sams for her film that I'll talk about. But Jonas from Finland, we really appreciated his time. And he gave a great description um, of his films. And it's of a trilogy. So Google this filmmaker, uh, Jonas, J-O-O-N-A-S, R-U-T-A-N-E-N, from Finland. Google I Love Anna. Wonderful short. I, w- I wish I had a female co-host to uh, see what she would think of this. It, it was just basically about, yeah, you know, I think I'll leave that to just keep I Love Anna in your mind. Uh, we've all had that experience. Uh, next, we also got to interview Lainey McCauley. We appreciated her time when she came down. Uh, she was in this film called Eris. That's the U.S. short from former professional snowboarder Lucas Huffman. And so, of course, the film had snowboarding elements to it. And that was pretty awesome to see what a snowboarder's take is visually on their own sport. I didn't feel like it was uh, overbearing. I didn't feel like it was too, you know, when a director's stroking their ego. Not that that's a bad thing. And, um, but Lainey, please go in the archives, listen to that interview. She was great. She's also a country singer here in Canada. And uh, this was just a great film that if you've ever, if you've ever had to grapple with something huge, I don't mean like how we all go through shit. I don't mean how we've all lost a grandparent or we've all had to kind of forge a comeback. I mean, I mean, you had a life altering change and you've had to sit and ponder or you've had to call your buddies at three in the morning and say, what the am I doing? And that was captured very well. And uh, so Eris, which I don't know what it means. Lainey didn't know what it means. So I'm just going to go with it. Like I said, with Lainey, it's probably a snowboarding boot for all I know. That's A-E-R-I-S from Lucas Huffman. Uh, great film. Lainey's fantastic in it. Again, please go into our archives from last week. Lainey will explain this much better than I just did. <laughs> you learn as you go, right? Everybody does. Every day is a new experience. Uh, a film that I really loved was like a tie with um, I Love Anna was called Winds of Furnace. And it's about three teen boys are having a fun afternoon horsing around in town before heading out on a dump for the local cartel. But it is risky. Decision could prove deadly. Now, this film painted a great picture of Mexico. It painted, it was, it was definitely... It's hard for Americans. That would be a stereotypical depiction of America, of, of Mexico. But of course, since it was a director from Mexico, it was treated very respectfully. And it was beautiful cinematography. It said it came from, in Spanish, it said it came from the uh, cinematography, um, not association. It, it's hard to explain. It kind of translates different in Spanish. But it was from some kind of, uh, you know, school for cinematography. And it really captured uh, that feeling. It captured uh, the culture, the essence. Uh, it, it does have kind of a disturbing plot. You know, it says that the guys are running bodies for cartels. And it's sad to think that uh, that's happening to children anywhere in the world. 
And um, yeah, so before that runs me off into a political tirade, I will move on to the next film in honor and respect of Vancouver International Film Festival. Another good one was On the Roof from Spain. And it was on a summer day, teenage Adrian and his friends regularly go up to the roof of a building to spy on a girl when she sunbathes, nude on a roof below. But today, one of them suddenly faces questions about his sexual orientation. Now, I had seen this film, I think, the day after I met Sandy. Otherwise, I would have gotten into a deep discussion with him. If he saw I Love Anna, it would would make sense why that was what I talked to him about. But On the Roof was one of, I think, I mean, okay, I'm going to say it. And, you know, this isn't sexist and this is just human nature. But I remember the first time that I looked at someone sunbathing. And it was someone I knew, so it was, that's still wrong. And so the film did kind of have a little bit of that childlike playfulness, but then it it had a very, like it says, a question sexual orientation. Uh, You know, when we're at a time, again, I wouldn't know how the the world is. In the United States, God, we went through so many years of having some form, if we actually do, of sexual orientation equality. We don't, but I'll just say we've made steps. it's like saying there's no racism in America. So On the Roof really just started out as a, just this kind of fun piece where you're thinking like, hey, they're, you know, they're eyeing a woman. At that age, they would say chicks. And then it just takes a serious tone. And I just felt like this director, Damia Sarah Kachtiez, and I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Actually, this is kind of interesting. I should have looked at this. Uh, if it was a girl, then it was twice as well-directed because it kind of was a little bit more male-centric. So uh, this is why I dig doing it. I don't need to know everything when I review these films. I love learning if the director was different. I just have to be right about the countries and film titles and try to give you a good review. Let's see. We had Emma Sands on who spent time on General Hospital. So if you're a General Hospital fan or you want to kind of hear a lot about someone who's a seasoned actor, actress, uh, directing their first short film, she gave a real, we had a great time talking and her producers joined us in the Sutton Place Hotel and it was just really fantastic. It was the first filmmaker interview that we got to do. Um, and she was just really gracious. And I was very excited because my mother being a, a General Hospital fan, um, she kind of gave a little shout out to my mom on the show. So, uh, but the law of moments was, you know, for some, I always like to warn people when it's a heavy duty topic. This had to do with uh, lady teen sisters, Mel and Lucy haven't been as close, but when Lucy gets involved with a party crowd, and mom freaks out, the younger Mel volunteers to pull her out. So law of moments, you know, again, the director always describes it better than the reviewer. That's one of the reasons why I don't like critics. Um, but this was a chance to really look at the human element of being siblings. And it was kind of a tough film for me to watch. Um, and I don't need to go into why, but it was, that's, you know, that's what film is. It's the the good, the bad, the ugly, the in-between. 
Um, I think that there's great value in both. I think it can be as entertaining as Jurassic Park and sometimes as depressing as Magnolia. And as long as you're making someone think, laugh, cry, whatever, dance, then that's what it is. So a lot of mom, the lot of moments. This was the world premiere, and they showed it to teenagers. This program, and then they showed it to main audience. It had a couple of screenings. So, um, yeah, definitely the law of moments. And go back, really take the chance to listen to Emma Sam's because I was, I was, I wasn't intimidated, but I was thinking, uh, what do you discuss uh, with someone so accomplished? and who's, uh, you know, venturing into a new side. And so that was a, I, you know, I, that was just an, a very fun interview. Emma's very, Miss Sam's, but Emma, she said, is very, uh, you know, just there in the moment. And I appreciated that. Then we had, let's see here. I want to make sure I don't leave anything out because I know I'm, there's one I'm wanting to say for last. Okay, here we go. Pardon me with my, I take for granted that we're an audio show and I had an eye surgery, so it's kind of tough to read these synopsis in such small print. Fabrizio's initiation from Argentina. In the heat of summer, Fabrizio is desperate to find nighttime and a place to make out with Nadia, his longtime girlfriend. Best laid plans are constantly getting interrupted. You know... I don't even think I can really discuss or I'm not even going to discuss any plans that have ever been ruined for me. Any times that I didn't get a chance to, yeah, I was watching this film. This was another one. I thought, you know, what am I really going to say about this? This is like, you know, this is like your buddies going on the witness stand or you're, you know, you're, you're a politician, you're running for office and your buddies know too much. So Fabrizio's initiation all due respect and all I, we mean no disrespect, but this is one of those where, you, you know, you kind of just have to stay away from it. it. It's personal. You relate to it. You know, you relate to it. Everybody relates to it. And there's just too many darn supporters, listeners, friends, and they would know the story. So talking pictures again endorses Fabrizio's initiation from Argentina. We especially endorse it because we think world cinema is one. So we love that we're talking about filmmakers from all over the world here. It is not just about Hollywood or U.S. cinema. The last one, and just give me about two seconds. I'm going to just grab a quick sip of water. This this is a really disturbing film. It was good. It was able to use its pr predictability as an asset, and it was able to also use its predictability to kind of take a small twist at the end. It's called Winds of Furnace. And, I'm oh, no, sorry, it's called Three Minute Warning. I apologize. Again, there goes the eye surgery. And it's from Palestine slash UK. And it's called Three Minute Warning. And it's teenage Miriam is awoken one night to the sound of an Israeli knocking on the roof bomb. She has only three minutes to get her disabled mother out of the building before the real bomb hits. I, I'm not going to remotely go near this with a 10-foot pole politically, but uh, like I said, this film, visually stunning, hard to not 
make your stomach churn, but a definite must three minute warning. I feel I, you know, this is what I love the most about film. It really taught me something that I didn't know. And sometimes I feel dumb saying that, but like my grandpa used to say, not everyone knows everything. And that's so cliche. So apologize. But this film really begged the question of like, what do any of us can we really complain about? And that's not to always say you can't be down because such, we all have our own right and path, but this film kind of made me think, you know, I don't live somewhere that gets bombed and there's really no words for that. So three minute warning is a must. And again, this, this program had the perfect amount of light with the perfect amount of dark. Kudos to you, Sandy, and the Vancouver National Film Festival. We thank you for having us. Cheers. Happy 35th.